the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is born. Not quite, right? A few more hours. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you for being us, with us today and this morning as we prepare for the celebration of Christmas, the nativity of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. On this feast, I'm always reminded of the purpose of our faith. It is very wondrous and amazing how our God, the creator of all things, is able to reduce himself to an infant, an infant incapable of doing anything on his own, an infant that requires the support and care of a mother and a father to survive in this world. This humility of our Lord reminds us as why we exist, of what our purpose in life should be. See, we live in this world and we are constantly forced or pressured to either not have a purpose in life or have the wrong purpose. The devil is very crafty into making us fall into these two states of being for the sole intent of distracting us from obtaining the true purpose in life. Without a purpose in life, we are lost. We wander about like somebody going on a walk without a destination in mind. Think of two people in an office. They are both given the same task to do. One of these people has set their mind on becoming a partner or chief executive in this company. The other person is doing the job just because it pays their salary. And they are very particular about how many minutes they spend in this job, that by the time they hit eight hours a day, they're done. They both perform the same task very well, and there are no complaints about either of them. And let us assume their task is to deliver mail in a building full of offices, so they're like mainmen. One day, the elevator in the building breaks. What do you think these two people are going to do? It won't take us too much to answer this question, right? The one who has set his hopes or her hopes on becoming a chief executive will use the stairs and deliver the mail. The other will sit and wait for the elevators to get fixed. That person might even complain that they can't do their job or even get frustrated when people start calling them about their undelivered mail, wondering why people think it was their fault that the mail did not get delivered. See, one person has a purpose, and because of that purpose, obstacles become invisible. They find solutions around them. They strive through the issues to get to their purpose. Without a purpose, we just wander about, waiting for others to pull us or, pull, pull us or push us through life. So having a purpose in life is important. But what should that purpose be? Today, we see this infant, the small baby that you could hold in one hand, sitting in a manger. What purpose did God have to make himself in this form? After 2,000 years, the idea of the baby God is not too foreign to us. We grow up with it, and we kind of forget how important it is. But if you were trying to set yourself in the mindset of a person living 2,000 years ago, the idea of a baby God is out of this world. It is unbelievable. If Jesus came as one of the Roman gods, like with some myth or story of Zeus and Poseidon or Hera or Venus dramatically coming together and producing Jesus, that would have been more acceptable to the people at that age. And the monotheistic religions, the Jews at that time and the Muslims later on, 
say we Christians are scandalous, making the God of Abraham and Jacob and Isaac reduced to a baby child. We are heretics because according to their faith, this is not possible. So why would God do that? What is his purpose in being this child? See, the purpose of God, the purpose that God had in becoming this infant child, and what our purpose should be in this life, are one and the same. He came to teach us how to live that purpose out, which is how to be gods like him. And because that idea of becoming God-like might be hard for us to fathom, I mean, he, God tried to do that with the Jews for several generations before the Christ was born, and they did not get it. So he had to come in our form to teach us how to become like him, by his grace, what he is by nature. So the purpose of God becoming an infant human is to teach us humans to become God-like. And what our true and right purpose should be in life is for us to become God-like by the grace of God. So they are the same purpose. It is very easy for us to forget what this body that we have is capable of doing. We are distracted by worries about its well-being, about protecting our body, about making sure it lasts more and more years on this earth, about it being comfortable, relaxed, and well-fed. We even worry about the bodies of our children and the future of state of their bodies. But amidst all these worries, we forget that these bodies exist, why these bodies exist. What does it mean to be human? What is the difference between a human being and a cat or a dog? According to many these days, there is no difference. We are all a bunch of atoms that came together to exist in the space-time continuum, and at some point, we will expire and return to atoms to make something else, like a grass, a grass blade or a tree. But during Christmas, during this feast that celebrates the birth of the perfect human, we have to remember what it means to be human. And for those of us who believe, those who have faith, we are given the chance to check in and evaluate how well we're doing in achieving our purpose. Are we still delivering mail, or have we been promoted to answering phones? If you go back to the example of these two mailmen, notice how only when the elevators were broken were we able to differ so that see the difference between the two of them. Only when a problem or a misfortune happened did the person with a purpose shine. One could say that he owes his promotion to the series of misfortunes that happened, that enabled him or her to outperform those who have no purpose. And the same is true in our lives. When misfortunes hit us, those of us that have the right purpose will know how to go through these misfortunes, not only surviving them, but coming out stronger and closer to being like God. I knew a man once who would thank God for any misfortune he faced because he believed in God and knew that God was sending him these misfortunes to strengthen him and pursuing his purpose. Wouldn't it be nice if we were to teach our kids this perspective on life? Instead of shielding them or worrying and ensuring that no misfortune comes their way, we instead teach them to focus on the true purpose and to trust in God. We are faced with a society filled with depressed and lonely people who are afraid of anything they can't control, who do not trust in God's plan for their salvation and want to be their own gods, not like the one true God. So how do we solve that? How do we ensure that our children 
are not like them when they grow up? The answer, the answer to that is that we teach them to have purpose in life, the right purpose. I'm not going to tell you how to do that today because that will be a longer sermon. But since we're in the holiday season now, and many of us might have more time on our hands, my purpose in the sermon was to motivate you to spend some time during the break to think about your purpose, and if you don't have one, reflect on your life. Reflect on your life from the perspective of the baby God, that what, what that truly means to you. Is it a fairy tale or something more? Is it just a nice story to tell? Or does the Creator want us to do something more than just get together and celebrate with food and songs and lights and bells. Each one of us should have an answer on why or what makes us humans different from any other planet, animal or pet. And in finding that answer and the answer to that, we should create our own purpose in becoming like God. Merry Christmas to all of you and thank you for being with us today.